With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and I'm joined, uh, it's been a minute, but I'm joined uh, by my friend Randy Dumalek. What's up, Randy? How you doing? <laughs> What's up, Patrick? Well, um, we know what we just watched. <laughs> uh, the Warriors just lay lay an absolute egg, you know, in, in, in game six at home at Chase Center. Um, yeah, game ended less than 15 minutes ago. So this is this is the reaction right here. Yeah, this is uh, fresh, <laughs> freshly in our feelings. Uh, so the Warriors, they lost 118-99 in a closeout game at home in uh, game six that, I mean, for the most part, I know I predicted Warriors in six. I think a lot of people predicted Warriors in six. And uh, the they yeah, they like you said, they laid an egg. And I was telling you before we started recording that, you know, there's there's Twitter. I have this group text, and I started this Discord. Which, if you're listening to, you should you should uh, uh, join it. Um, and it was just like we were all. I was going in circles, uh, saying the same stuff, and everybody else was saying the same things. Like they can't could not believe that they were playing so sloppy, that they were not engaged. That this is. Uh, I mean, I've talked all season about bad habits and flipping the switch in theory, but that. Those bad habits, they are who you are, and they will show up. I thought it would cost the Warriors one game. You know, I, I predicted the Warriors would lose two games. One would be because Mike Brown just, you know, knew the team so well he would figure some way to win, and that the Warriors would eventually uh, kick one away because of bad habits. And uh, I thought that game was game two. And then it became game six. I, I, I'm i just at a loss for words. There's a part of me that if you weren't joining me, Randy, I was going to be like, you know what? The Warriors, they kind of half-assed it. I'm going to half-ass this. But <laughs> since you're here, I won't I won't half-ass it. So. Yeah, yeah no, they, they definitely just didn't, didn't bring it, man. Like the Kings, you know, as inexperienced as they are, you know, they have so many guys on their roster who, you know, is their first playoff series, is their first closeout game, first elimination game. They're on the road. And they they didn't look scared at all. I mean, Fox with a broken finger was amazing. They they had Keegan Murray hitting shots. Kevin Herter finally showed up. Um, so yeah, not taking anything from from the Kings. I mean, the Warriors uh, lost this game themselves. So yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the Warriors they you know this is one of those games where <laughs> you're at home and you are supposed to you know give the young Kings. A little bit of shock and awe right you're supposed to just like punch them in the mouth from the outset and at the very beginning the warriors looked looked lackadaisical unfocused they they gave them the game from the start you know it was yeah. like 8 to in the in the first two minutes of the game and yeah. i mean they never quite got it going i mean they might have tied a couple times and you know steph uh hit five i think five threes but yeah just like never really got 
on a run, you know, at all. It was super hard to even get back on defense, right? Because after they would score, you would have Fox just sprinting back down right into the paint and just finishing mm-hmm. with all these different reverses and hooks. Like, he, yeah, had a tough watch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they gave the Kings an opening and they took it, credit to the Kings. Uh, Mike Brown, that's a difference right there. I had said before, I said after game five that I didn't think Mike Brown had any more wrinkles for the Warriors. I didn't think... Uh, De'Aaron Fox would play better, but you know, that's what having a coach like Mike Brown does. He's been there with the Warriors and I'm sure he gave those young guys a lot of confidence. And uh, again, we all talked about, Oh, the Warriors killer instinct hopefully shows up and that there's blood in the water, go get it. But like that blood in the water was the Warriors in this one. And the Kings clearly just, they started salivating and they just rammed it down the Warriors throats. I mean, they were smoking the Warriors on rebounds. I think after the first quarter, it was, or yeah, 22 11 uh, rebound advantage for the Kings. And then halftime it was 32 20. And then by the end of the game, what do they finish up at? Uh, it was 53 to 42, uh, including garbage time. And I mean, do you think. Uh, <laughs> do you think the Warriors were, I mean, th- they look gassed. I mean, do you think that the uh, one day off was a big deal for them? Yeah, definitely. I think that um, they had the two nights off, right, between between four and five. And um, this one day off, you know, pretty pretty clearly showed the Kings are obviously a younger team. Um, the, the Warriors just, like, struggled to build momentum. They were, they were kind of just chucking shots, overhelping. After they overhelped and gave up a wide open shot, they, you know, after a late contest, there'd be, you know, no one under the rim. It'd be another offensive rebound. So it's like all of these, like you said, bad tendencies that that we saw all year um, showed up all at once. So, so it was the worst, worst kind of party. Um, Who do you put this game on? Man, I don't know if you can pin it on one guy. It's just like, you know, Kerr is going to have to take the fall just because he's the coach and that's kind of his job, right? And that's, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's going to be talking about in in the next day 24 48 hours before you know game seven but you know honestly like clay was chucking pulled in play defense dante was missing his rotations mm-hmm. um like it is just really a, you know everything combi- compiled on itself they were missing free throws like um everything that could go wrong pretty much went wrong <laughs> like I, I, I don't even know if they had like a memorable two or you know two good buckets or two good defensive stops like they really just couldn't quite build anything all night i commended the warriors after game five for closing every quarter and closing that game and being convincing that they had found kind of a rhythm that they were clicking in the way the playoff warriors can click but this was just the the complete opposite there were times where it just felt even early on that, you know, that maybe they could turn it up in the second half. But in the first half, you were just seeing their tiredness and their lack of focus and lack of defensive intensity. And, yeah. you know, when you look at the box score, you just go down. Uh, Wiggins, 5 of 13. Steph, 9 for 21. Clay, 8 for 20. Poole, 2 for 11, Dante, one for five. Uh, They smoked a ton of layups once again. 
I mean, a lot of this is just, to me, it's just not to get too emo about this, but I just think it's like kind of inexcusable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's all, all of the same kind of frustrations, right? It's all the mistakes they were making. We've, we've seen a thousand times this season, this season. Like, it's not like this was sort of like an unexpected, Oh, they, they blew this. They always run this. Like it, it, all the things that we've seen trip them up this season where, you know, we're here. So they were just bad on defense, a step late, you know, guys were getting to the rim. They just, you know, had more aggression. The Kings did. And, and the Warriors never quite matched it, even though I think they had the lead right after the first quarter. But yeah. that was, you know, that, that was like the you know least comfortable lead of all time. Right. <laughs> I quickly evaporated. But yeah. I, I don't know the last bad Warriors playoff game like this. I guess you could say Memphis, right. Last year where they just got blown out. Right. But even, right. I mean, with the stakes, I, I don't know. I don't know. They, they This was bad <laughs> at home. In the fact that there were a ton of these bad habits that they've shown all season, it was even more so in the sense that, yes, they did this throughout the season, but they also did it when uh, we felt like they'd turned a corner <laughs> so many times, right? Like, that's how I felt after game five. And when it was really, really important <laughs> to get the game, you know, <laughs> there were like tons of quote unquote must win games all season long. Yeah. Uh, but this is just one that you, I mean, obviously you don't have to have it, but you kind of have to have it because you don't want to go back to to Sacramento and, you know, again, have one day off and right. try to win a road game again, which still isn't your strong suit and be even more tired when these young guys are just, uh, running downhill down your throats. Uh, and then also, I mean, the Lakers-Grizzlies series, uh, that, that game um, is in game six. It's going on right now. But, like, you don't want the Lakers to win and then you have to play another game or you want to win this game and be able to rest a little bit more because the Grizzlies win game six and they keep going. You know what I mean? It's like these yeah. are all the opportunities at your fingertips. And, again – they it's it's not one of those things where like well they gave it the old college try and they just got beat no man <laughs> yeah. they 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 coughed it up they they blew this one plain and simple and it's one of those things where it's like uh as as a fan like you're frustrated but it's also like you kind of shrug your shoulders and it's like, hey uh, you know you get what you deserve man you are who you are sometimes yeah and it it makes so much sense, I feel like, that that this season would come down to a Game 7, right? Like, there's so much change that, you know, that could potentially be coming to this franchise this summer. Like, I don't know how much you want to talk about, you know, Myers' contract, kind of ambiguity, Draymond's player option. They want, you know, yeah. Clay wants an extension. Um, you, you know, you who how are you going to, you know, add to the roster or keep it together or not? What's Dante doing? Like, there's really just, you know, a sense of, finality you know so of course it'd come down to a game seven it's gonna be 48 minutes um i i, I hope they shoot better that game <laughs> than they did today yeah well, they shot 37.6 percent from the field 31 okay. from three uh <laughs> okay. and you know all season long live and die by the three right like curry yeah. even said at some point which actually frustrated me uh there was a game after the trade deadline where uh they just kept chucking threes and lost. And he said, you know, we're built, we're a jump shooting team. We're built that way. And right. it's like, uh, but 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was just frustrating because, you know, yeah. they just traded like uh, Wiseman and I was still in my Wiseman feelings and stuff. And I was like, well, you had a guy who could score. You know, I know he has other uh, issues, but yeah. still it's just and then, yeah. you know, live and die by the three. Right. Ten for thirty two. It's how you generate those threes too. Like even the Kings were getting their threes by driving and kicking, you know, they're yep. touching, making contact with the paint, touch and go, you know, they're kicking out to rotating guys there. I mean, it looked like a little like the Warriors, right? But um, after, I mean, no, they never built momentum. It was, it was tough to watch, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's a great point, man. That's a great point. Just like the, the way they ran their offense, uh, the Kings did, whereas the Warriors were just, just, After just, halftime, they look the same, you know, yeah. as the first half. It's just like, okay, you know. There are a couple of possessions where like Wiggins would get Monk on him or Fox and he'd, you know, try and take him down into the paint and score. And I feel like they could have done that with like every other guy that had the, an advantage or just any type of like, they, they were really, really getting up those threes, man. Like, yeah, it was, it was that was a Warriors game. <laughs> That's the 2023 Warriors right there. Yeah, and it's wild to me because it's not like the Kings shot particularly well, right? They shot 40% from the field and uh, about 38% from three, which you know is, is significantly better. They shot uh, 84% from the line, whereas the Warriors shot 71. Yeah. Uh, and the Warriors went to the line more. They, they missed 10 free throws, whereas the Kings missed four. And the turnovers and the fouls were pretty close. Uh, the Kings fouled the Warriors three more times. It, you know, the rebounding, the second chance points, and just, you know, you could look at stats, but just the eye test in this one was, was bad. You could just tell. I mean, Steph missed three free throws. I, I don't know if that's ever happened. Like, I, I I know that he misses one sometimes, two in a game, like maybe once a year. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't even know. Like, three is, you know, playoff game at home. Yeah. Like, that's just an anomaly. Like so. in a closeout game? Oh, come yeah. on. And, you know, I, I I said this during the season, and I want to know what you think about this. But a lot of times when the Warriors lost games that they should have had, it felt like they just expected to win, that they just expected the other team to fold, that they expected the quote-unquote championship DNA to just overwhelm the gym or something like that. And I'll be honest, I, I got that. I got that sense a little bit in this one where, you know, everybody was hyping up game six clay. You know, I, I retweeted like somebody had something about game six clay and I was like, sure, why not? And uh, clay was hunting and uh, it no, felt like they just assumed that they were going to, to win this one. Mm -hmm. They're just like, we're going to, we're going to do it off vibes alone. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> <laughs> no execution, right? No, no execution. No, no. Scheme. Just, just go win. Like we're just gonna win. <laughs> yeah, vibes. Why are you gonna win? Oh man, vibes, man. Vibes. We just, we just think we got it. Like, <laughs> oh, it was, it was, it was a bad game. Yeah, but you, you alluded to before about how all these questions about the Warriors at the end of the season, in the off season, and it's so funny because doing this podcast, I've talked about those things a lot. And after the first game, after the second game, then all of a sudden it's like, oh man, bring them all back. You know, they're looking good. And then after this game, it's like, blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the manic nature of, uh, of fandom and especially like uh, Warriors fandom. Uh, 
What'd you think about the small lineup that Mike Brown threw out there instead of throwing out uh, Alex Len and, and whatnot, he played uh, Terrence Davis a lot and Trey Lyles. It was a, uh, it was clearly super effective. I honestly, like, I think the Warriors were messing it up for themselves as much as the Kings were taking advantage of it. You know, I think it was one sort of unexpected. So it was great that, uh, that Davis was able to come in there and just make an impact. Like, he had sort of the impact that maybe Moody had in, you know, game three, right? Mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. was out and he he came in and hit two, three threes, playing, you know, playing defense. Yeah, the Warriors just didn't have an answer. Like they it was never quite sure. Like, you know, did they have Looney out there? Were there two bigs? Were they starting small again with you know, with Poole out there, the starters? Um mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to expect in game seven. You know, do they put Draymond back in the starting lineup? Like just go with the guys you know, for one for possibly one final game. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't particularly know either. Uh, I would think that they would, you know, put Draymond back into the starting lineup because pool played poorly. And it's like, it's like once you lose with this switch it back up, you know? And yeah. I felt that at the beginning of the game, they were so flat that I, I didn't see a team out there. I, I saw five dudes. And once Draymond came in, I was like, well, thank God, because this team needs like a jolt of some Draymond energy. Right. <laughs> and I think he gets like two fouls in the first couple minutes that he's in the game. And I'm like, oh, so uh, no one's going to play well tonight. <laughs> they just decided to mail this one in. <laughs> Game seven, man. It's funny, right? Because like I originally had you uh, penciled in to come in for game four. Uh, you couldn't make it. And the concern was like that was potentially a, a Warriors. Uh, yeah, we, were, we had been down 0-2, right? And then and, they- and Draymond just got suspended. And, and yeah. you were like, oh, this is going to be the elimination game. <laughs> and and then they made it. And I uh, messaged you. I was like, hey, you went from an elimination game to a closeout game. And... Yeah, no, not that, not that. <laughs> and every time over the last couple of days, I was like, you know, I'm going to, you know, peak on the last episode I talked about, uh, I talked to my friend Calvin about who do you want to see, the Lakers or the Grizzlies? I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tempt fate. I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and right now it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, what do you think happens in game seven? You said you don't know what to expect, but uh, just off the top of your head. Uh, I think you see one of Steph and Clay have a pretty bad game, but the other have the complete opposite. Like I think one of them has to bounce back. I, I think both of them should play, you know, better. But you know, I don't know if they combine for fifty or sixty. I think it'd be more like I, you know, I Steph is gonna get his thirty somehow, right? Either he's mm-hmm. gonna get some calls or he's gonna, you know, do his thing. But I, you know, Clay had a bad game today like it was bad for probably his narrative and his energy and the team's kind of overall agenda um and i oh you almost knew going in right that he was just gonna like you know try and lead into that and try and chuck and he, yeah. there was like there's one like a uh, magnificent air ball that was like yo, that was like, it was yeah, glorious was, yeah he's, he's so ambitious sometimes <laughs> steph has to play well I, I i expect him to um i hope wiggins can can bring something i think that he tried to maybe assert himself today and it just didn't quite you know 
get into his favor. The Kings just kept coming back and scoring. You couldn't really get it, get him into a rhythm. But mm-hmm. I mean, the last the last one you saw was pretty much the formula that you kind of thought they'd take against today, or thought that they could kind of replicate right in Game Five, um, mm-hmm. where you had four different guys in double figures. Looney was rebounding everything. Um, you have guys like everyone has six, seven, eight assists just passing to each other, and it's really unselfish. Uh, today was pretty selfish looking, like overall, like a lot of just isoing, you know, come set a screen, and you know, like it, it just didn't look quite like it should. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. They only had twenty assists in this one, and that's low they, for for yeah, Warriors game, right? Like, that's really low. Yeah, I mean, wasn't the goal always throughout this career? era 30 you know <laughs> like any 30 assists you can assume right like they they led the league pretty much every year right i don't think and or at least i think houston might have gotten one year i don't i don't know i don't know but this was not it <laughs> uh optimistically like i i you know i think they pull it out you know they, they did it once they won game five in sacramento um i don't think that they're ready to go home like that i think that you know at a certain point you got to realize like this could be the last basketball game that you play as a roster. Like these guys have been mm-hmm. together for 12, you know, 10, 12 years, some of them. And even, you know, um, the coaching staff too, right? You could, and you have Myers in the front office, like everyone in the organization um, has to kind of feel that type of, uh, type of energy, right? Yeah. So I expect them to win, but it's, you know, it's, it's going to be really interesting at whatever point this season ends, whether that's on Sunday, whether that's in the next round, another round, who knows? Right. Um, yeah, a lot of questions. Unless unless it ends in a championship, so so we'll right. see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I do have hope they, because they didn't play a ton of minutes in this one. Uh, relatively speaking, Wiggins only had thirty three, Steph thirty six, Clay thirty five. I mean, yeah. you know, that's just a couple minutes here and there. But then, like at the end of the day. It's still just a uh, early turnaround, and isn't is the Sunday game early? Like it's it's a twelve thirty tip, dude. That, that's like, <laughs> that first half is is probably they, they might be playing the same exact basketball as they played today. I'm not sure. Oh man, as long as it's not like the the game seven between the Suns and the Mavericks from last oh, year, that, you know, I just, you can't go out like that. But it was funny when the Warriors were clanking threes. I was like. Oh man, this is like that one game where the Rockets. Did we go zero for twenty-seven in <laughs> point in this game? Like it, it felt like it. Yeah, and, and there were those two moments from Poole at the end of the game where it was just like, oh, that epitomizes this whole evening. Which was one, there was like a loose ball, and he couldn't get his hands on it. He just kind of stumbled. I was out like, of bounds at like, like midcourt. Stop, stop running! Just pick it up. <laughs> and his like legs are flailing oh, and then uh after the that the the missed uh missed dunk layup. um yeah 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 like layup dunk i mean whatever it was attempted to be and uh it's tough you know it's always a shame because when you know i i like pool going to the basket i've, I've always said in the last couple of years he's one of the few guys that can get to the line consistently off the bounce and i I like it when he's aggressive in that respect, but there's just times where he looks like he's just hunting the foul. And this is beyond the falling down and flailing and all that, but it actually doesn't even look like he's trying to get the the shot off. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's unfortunate because as opposed to somebody like a Malik Monk uh, or even people who he's been 
uh, Poole's been comp to. Uh, Poole at the basket, even though he can in an open court, like dunk it pretty easily, uh, right. he relies so much on getting a step ahead and having some craft because he doesn't get up to the rim on layups on his drives. And I actually think that's a lot of the reason he doesn't get a lot of foul calls because a lot of the contact is low. And mm-hmm. I think they let some of that stuff go. Whereas the contact up high is easier for refs to call or they're more willing to call. It's, it's, it's just a thought, but like, man, <laughs> uh, pools had some uh, rough nights and there were a couple times where just defensively, man, I, I don't know. I, I don't even want to get into the details. It's, oh, and it's, it's so funny because he, like you were just saying, right. He, he relies so much on that first step and like taking advantage of guys who are maybe overplaying. And it's like, he's getting cooked by his own recipe. Like all, every time he's on defense, he's getting scored on exactly how he scores on other defenders. Like yeah. guys are coming around him. He's overplaying. He's not in position. He like is just putting his hands out there. It's, um, it's pretty funny to watch. Like he knows how to score on this defense, but he doesn't know how to play it himself. <laughs> like, um, yeah, no, that's a really good point. <laughs> that's a really good point because uh, there was one frustrating moment and, you know, you watch the game, you don't catch everything. But every now and then, I'll just, like, watch pool for a couple of possessions on defense. And there was one. It was a kind of a, a slow break by the Kings. I guess kind of a fast break. But, like, I forgot who had the ball. It was either Monk or Fox coming uh, down. And, I, again, I forgot who it was on the Kings. And he went to the left wing uh, beyond the three-point line. Somebody picked up ball and pool was next to that guy and mm-hmm. let the other guy get behind him. And the ball got passed out to the three point line and the guy just, he nailed the three. It's like, it's been years since I played uh, organized basketball. Uh, yeah. And even I remember to do that. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't need three guys stopping ball unless Steve Kerr is like, you know, build a wall. But I don't think he's telling them to do that. It's frustrating. I mean, it's the Jordan Poole experience, as as I like to call it, where it's like, hey, he'll hit the the big three and he'll dance, and Twitter will talk about baddies, and then uh, uh, he'll have these moments on defense or when he coughs up the ball or falls down, where it's like, man, that's that that's the other uh, uh, twenty four million dollar Jordan Poole that we. Yep. <laughs> that we know uh that contract is going to be a discussion man this this weekend this summer the, <laughs> like man that yeah his he had a bad game so he's yeah. gonna get he's gonna get some criticism he should be like can't really excuse a lot of the a lot of the mistakes he was making it's against the stuff we've seen all year like it's it's such like a domino effect right like mm-hmm. once you're out of position on d like you get, you're giving up open threes and once you close out they could you know it's a drive and they get to the rim and it's just like a just a error upon error right like yeah. that's what it felt like at least in in this game six would you have liked to have seen any kaminga minutes out there before garbage time i think that maybe like after halftime you know in those first four to six minutes of the third quarter like it didn't seem like again it was pretty close i think it was at seven like for maybe a good portion of the third quarter it wasn't garbage time for the you know entirety of the second half they just never quite strung it together to get closer than seven or six i don't even know if they got five you know at, at any point 
but sure um yeah like i i think that he could make an impact i think that um you know he's clearly dejected you know you've seen the videos of him on the bench and Iguodala talking to him uh he made some mistakes i think the last time he had played in in game two or three and you know at, at this point like um I'd rather see him out there than than Anthony Lamb. Like I don't know if we're getting, you know, if it comes down to it in Game Seven, like you know, why not Kuminga? <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know. But if he gets out there and he makes an impact like that, that'd be good, you know, because you'd love to get him something out of this postseason. It feels like he hasn't quite left his, you know, he hasn't gotten experience. Moody has, which was nice. Yeah, I mean, it's so odd how it's switched back to what everybody thought it was going to be preseason, right? It was like last playoffs, right? Where Moody was was playing minutes, right? And he played yeah. against Dallas, he played against, and yeah, it was... Well, Kaminga yeah. played against Memphis, I, I remember that. But it never felt like, oh, one got benched for the other. It, it felt like, oh, these are two rookies and let's try this guy and then let's try that guy, you know? Yeah. But I would have loved to have seen Kaminga in the, at the beginning of the second half at some point, not obviously not starting, but like there was clearly a certain point to me in the close to the end of the third where, okay, you know, this game is in the balance. He's not going to put him in. I would have loved to have seen just a jolt of energy. Right. Like someone who can bring something yeah. <laughs> like be yeah. never be just hyper be energy. You know, it just said, uh, yeah. Somebody that could put the Kings on their heels and make them have to be worrying about somebody else, like athletically and, and physically like that. And, you know, just see, you know, give him spot minutes, give him two minutes, give him three minutes, see if he can give this Warriors team some life because, uh, yeah, they just didn't have it. I mean, they were missing so many shots. It had to be, at least my opinion, like fatigue, right? Right. It was like bad jumpers, settling for jumpers. And it, you know, yeah. um, it just felt like they didn't have a rim threat at all. Like they, they weren't cutting like they normally would or they weren't either, either the lanes weren't, weren't open or... You know, they, I don't know, just, just a step slow mentally, yeah. physically. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if anything was there tonight. Like, I don't know if you, there's any single positive that you could bring from this game. No one got right. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, hey, but, Moody played well. Yeah. Again, and I'll, I'll, I'll hang my hat on that. I think the title of this episode will be the Moody game. No, just kidding. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's funny too, because all that chatter about the off season, it's like, I talked about that throughout the season. Cause you never, you never know if they're going to make the playoff, make the play in, get eliminated. Blah, blah. And so, yeah. uh, it's always like, Oh, this could be the last one. Like when Harrison Barnes, if he had hit that shot, he could have put like the nail in the coffin in the dynasty. And even though he only played 15 minutes in this one. So I guess he's uh, moving further, further out of the rotation, but like, uh, he still has that chance. They could end it. And let me ask you, just hypothetically, if the Warriors were to lose game seven, would you, I mean, I mean I'm not, I don't know. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I, I don't think that it would be the, the end. You know, I know that they, um, the, the biggest question to me is, is Draymond, right? It's kind of Draymond and, and Myers, you know, yeah. as sort of that joint deal. Cause that's, I guess culturally, you know, what what do we know? But at, from what they seem to be, you know, to to the fans and to the public, like uh, those two are are just gigantic kind of monumental pillars, right, in the organization and in the culture. 
uh, and either of their exits, you know, would pretty clearly, I think, um, start like a new chapter for this team. You know, it would be, it wouldn't be the Myers era anymore. It would be the, you know, Splash Brothers. And, you know, there's a lot of interesting um, kind of combinations and outcomes, but what I expect to happen is, is, you know, Draymond probably negotiates like his last contract of his career. Right. I think in, in his podcast or some other appearance, um, he had said that he wants to play about four more years. Um, whether, whether Myers is on board or not. Um, I think I expect Raymond to stay. I think it'd be, I I'd be shocked if he, if he was on a completely different team, but Myers is, is another pretty interesting situation because of like, you have teams like the Clippers, you have teams, I don't know that there there are teams that could you know clearly be interested in in his, his services and his um, role as you know basketball. I think he what, what was his role here? Basketball ops, president of basketball president, ops. Yeah, right? it's it's GM, <laughs> the boss. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, like it's that's that's the summer to me. I mean, Dante, whether he takes that player option or um, or not, would be cool to see him back. Didn't have a great game today, but you know, I, overall, I think it's been a pretty good season for him. He'd probably get more money elsewhere. Um, what else would be kind of a decision to be made? Would you move off pool? I mean, you, you'd have to just like stage an intervention or something, man. Like, there are some deep, like, you know, deep seated parts of his game that you know, I think need uh, bolster. <laughs> he just needs like some principles or some. I don't know. There are some things that he misses sometimes that um, you you can't miss if you're making that much money, if you're playing on a team like this. So, I mean, if they find a deal, if it's, um, I don't know who takes him on that contract. I don't know who has kind of the situation that would, you know, that he would thrive in, but um, that's, it's going to be a story. You know, he, he that, that's what his play has, has brought us to, right. He, um, pretty bad game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy because last game I was talking about, oh, Lakers or Memphis. And now it's like, well, <laughs> now we're back to talking about like Draymond or Myers. Yeah, it's funny because, uh, I mean, I, I guess when I sit back and think, I'm like, who would give Draymond four years? You know, who else in the league would give him that? Uh, he could leave out of spite, take less. But that's a big question to me. And, and uh, I would I would like to think he would come back take a contract that paid him less, but for longer. Um, and then Myers, I, I thought the Clippers too, but man, do you, do you want that right now? You know, <laughs> or maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe he rides out with Steph, but again, that also depends on if, if Lake wants to pay him. Cause I know that's probably the, the, the big thing, right? It's the $400 million kind of like just hard, hard cap that right. Let Lake, Lake was putting in, um, I think that he said, right, that it's just like at that point, it's just like unfathomable at any, you know, at any point. Yeah, yeah. Not. And it's, um, you know, the whole the new the new CBA, there's all these new kind of stipulations, right, for, yeah. for these spending teams like the Warriors or the Clippers. Um, mm-hmm. And so as those take effect, like it really does objectively like make it harder for this team to just stay together as is like whether that's Myers stepping out whether that's Draymond finding a different situation um mm-hmm. and yeah like i if either of those guys uh leave the picture like it yeah you're looking at a new organization to me yeah you know, with with maybe most of the same core but like a, a clearly different core you know like mm-hmm. it, 
yeah, those those are the two guys. So if they if they stick around and they you know they're clearly going to try and put together one or two more runs, right? Like because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's what Steph looks capable of. That's what you would hope. Kind of Wiggins and Pool help provide, or at least kind of supplement, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, a lot, a lot of questions to be asked, man. Like it it didn't look like a formula that could work <laughs> today, which was so funny because it works, you know, so well in <laughs> five and it works. Um, you know, three and four. I don't know. I don't know. Regarding Dante, yeah, I've never thought that he was going to pick up his player option. I mean, that's just, it's like Otto Porter Jr. picked his up in Toronto because he's hurt, right? It's like, and then with Gary Payton here, his minutes are going to be diminished. We, You have Payton for another two or three two? years, right? Yeah. Have, yeah, like 10 mil a year. It, it's funny. Yeah. It's the contract that they didn't want to sign him to initially, right? And then they mm-hmm. had to end forfeiting Wiseman in the picks or whatever. Um, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, well, and... As I always say, like it really depends on how the season ends. Like if they make a long run, then the calculus changes for each of these variables, right? It's like right. if they the further they go, the more likely they can all run it back potentially, uh, right. or they'd be willing to. And it, but if they get, it's it's all about like losing in the first round and losing badly. It's like oh well, you know what's what's the point in paying all these guys? And then also it's like. It, it just sets off this chain reaction that, I mean, you know, we know now that the NBA is a year round season. There's no like time off per se, because it's like free agency draft, all the, yeah, all that stuff. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah. this Warriors off season, man, it's going to be way more interesting than the regular season because the regular season was boring <laughs> because it was the same mediocre brand of basketball all the time pretty much uh but the off season is going to be really 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 fascinating for uh the warriors and warriors fans but but we're not there yet we're not there yet we got no. one more game and um i guess because there's a warriors podcast i'm picking the warriors to win <laughs> Right, like, like I, I don't know what I would do if if I didn't pick them. (laughs) It's like I, I don't even know, like, at what point would I be like comfortable with the season ending? Because you know, no one wants to lose in the first round. You're the defending champs. You have you have Steph Curry on the team. Like everyone's healthy. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, is it like oh, like at least we made Game Seven of the semifinals or Game Seven of the the conference finals? Like I don't know what point it is to kind of talk about that, but. Yeah, I mean, it was completely different expectations um, or, you know, that completely were not my expectations of this team. You know, I think at the start of this year when we had talked, I had them grabbing the three seed, which is so funny because that that's the seed that Sacramento ended up grabbing. And mm-hmm. I, I gave them maybe a playing spot. I'm not even sure. But mm-hmm. um, they, you know, absolutely had a great year. The Warriors, to this point, have not, you know, like they've found themselves in a lot of good situations you know they got the six seed they avoided the plan but it's the same team <laughs> you know like yeah. it these are the same guys it's it's the same mistakes it's like they're solving it on the fly now it's not like they've you know the corner is a circle <laughs> like this is the team <laughs> right 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 yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so you know we'll see We'll see how it goes because this is just the first round for them too, right? It's like it's it's exhausting. If they get past this, then they get either the Lakers and the or the Grizzlies, and that's gonna each version of that second round series has its own level of insane intensity and challenges. But 
you know, uh, it's it's funny to like, you know, you don't want to overreact to one game, but I feel like this is a game where you can react very strongly to. So, <laughs> so I'll just uh, uh, leave it at that. Any any final final thoughts? I'd like to see maybe two layup attempts for every one three. <laughs> that's, so, that's so ambitious. It's not going to happen. They 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 you know the shooters are too good for that to come true. But like, just. I don't know. Layups, man. That's like so so often this game, it was like they would come up the floor and it'd be like screen, screen, handoff, another screen, entry pass, run around, run around, you know, pass back out to the perimeter. And it was just like, God, like, can you just try and get to the rim? Like <laughs> you try and take a layup. Maybe you can pass to someone and they can take the layup or get fouled. Or like it, they really just wanted to shoot jump shots today. So you know, we'll yeah. see if that happens on in game seven. I, I'm expecting good things, but you know, we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to their credit, I will say that they averaged about 43 point attempts per game this season mm-hmm. and they only shot 32. Uh but wow. again, I think that's because they smoked a lot at the uh at the rim on layups yeah. and stuff. And, and free, um, throws. free throws were were pretty bad despair. Right. Yeah, and they, and they gave up a lot on the uh, rebounding end. But anyway, man, um, I will let you go from this purgatory of a, of a game. <laughs> and uh, uh, But thanks for uh, coming on. Um, y'all can find Randy on Twitter, where he's really prolific. Randum, R-A-N-D-U-M. I've changed it. I've changed it a little bit. It's it's prod now, unfortunately. It's not NBA, but it is. I, it does still have. It's made. It's all basketball content. So, okay. Random. random prod. R a n d u m p r o d. There you go. Get at it. Great talk okay. to you, Patrick. Great, great talk. Not a great game. Let's let's wait for game seven. All right, that's it. All right, well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review, saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it.